0: Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's more about our culture having structure. The same way I'm critical of us not having some sort of draft picks for rap or some sort of every year we're able to choose the newest young people or the the best people out of each region to put them in a position to go and get a contract with MMG or, or QC or... You know, uh, or whatever record labels that we have going on, we need more structure. We need to structure this thing. Not saying let's not talk to our people, because I want to talk to my people, but we using other people apps, and then we and then listen. Let me tell you some something, uh, some something else. Clubhouse can stop the YouTube thing, but they know that's free promotion. You know how I many people say, "Oh, academics got uh, um." bullied or talked funky to on clubhouse and they seen it on youtube man i got to get in there listen they can enable a feature right now to when you start recording it cuts off they can do that but they won't do that because they're in a situation to understand it's like when you go home with the big bag from the restaurant that's free promotion in your refrigerator That's why they start doing takeout. It's because you going home with the Jay Alexander bag, putting it in your refrigerator, or whoever comes to your house, they see that bag with Jay Alexander, they understand what a food can. It's promotion. It's marketing that they're not paying for. Price. I was smiling at you when I'm not that nice I was on IG like when I caught that eye With that little love truck when i knocked that nice Huh, yeah, huh, yeah, huh I feel like they do what they eat My street can be really in the field I bounced up and when it got fitted in the heat I was out of there till the end of Drake At the Grammys and i did. be a issue for real Reign right back to the town with the Grammys. My kid came missing me Right away, right away, right away No, I ain't gonna let them Just look mine and you learned that Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the fastest growing podcast on the market right now. It's Up There Podcast with your boy Looney Luciano. I want to say thank you for all of those that is uh, tuned in to me that's been reaching out to me that's been clicking sharing all of the content we going up man and like i say uh we still growing we in a position right now man where we can we can see you know we can see what's happening we can see our and feel our growth and more importantly uh we recognize the impact you know um sometimes when you when you speak on some of these things that a lot of people are speaking about uh, a lot of people tend to echo the sentiments of other individuals And I tend to be on the other side of that. Now, sometimes we also have coincidences of things that I peep that other people peep. You know, I'm not that arrogant to think that um, my ideas or my ideology is just that unique that I'm the only person that thinks some of the things that is just visible to see, right? And so, um, again, I want to thank everybody for, for, for tuning in. If you do want to find yourself and support this show, you go to Anchor. There's a button there uh, to donate to the show. I think they got it like at 4 or $5 or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But go to Anchor. It's up there, podcast, and, and get your donations there. I greatly appreciate it. Um, also, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast and you want to tap into the video version, I need you to go to FOGFOTV on YouTube. Um, and that's where you will find the videos at this time exclusively um, airing there um, just for for the time being as we are in negotiations um, to move those to at least clips of it, uh, move those to a different platform um, as they're actually seeing the value that I bring to the game and understanding that all I need is the audience. Um and either way, we still gonna keep going. You know, we still gonna keep growing. We still gonna keep doing what it is we doing. If you're watching a video version of this podcast and you maybe have to go to work, you can't have your phone out, whatever the case may be, you can find my podcast anywhere that you get podcasts. Just type in this up there, podcast with Lone and will pop up. Uh twenty twenty one is gonna be a very eventful year for us. Um, we putting it in their face. You know, we putting it in their face. Um I think that um, in this industry, in this climate, in this position that I'm in, um, it's important. Because trust me, I watch everything. I see everything. You know, I'm in a position right now that paying attention is probably the most important thing because I don't have the leisure to be able to um, just waste a bunch of more money, right? So I got to make sure that I'm aiming at things that's tangible, um, and not getting caught in the internet hoopla, and not getting caught in what seems to be uh, traction, but really is 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 a is a very very shallow way of looking at the game. Um, I always gotta keep telling myself, loan is brick by brick, loan is brick by brick, and nothing comes overnight, and nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. Um, but I do want to reiterate this, man, because. I talked to somebody the other day, and um, and we got a lot to get to today, man, like i say um uh, with with the show and with the podcast and um but I do want to say this, um uh, everything you see loon doing loon is doing on his own, right, so I just let me see how I can frame this without kind of giving y'all the exact scenario of what happened, so I spoke with someone and and i and I found myself in the middle of a conversation in which I thought I think that they didn't respect or not not necessarily respect, but they didn't acknowledge what it is that I do. Um, I had to I had to help them understand nobody else does this in our culture. There is no podcast from nobody else that's doing what I'm doing respectfully. You know, I like a lot of podcasts. I'm in tune, but I'm also critical of niggas not giving no information out. I'll get to that later as well. Because Charlemagne and Mandy and Andrew, they had a very, very dope episode of uh, The Brilliant Idiots where they gave out some information. A lot of the things I knew, some of it I didn't, but just those conversations need to happen more. um, Because that enlightens people at the bottom of the barrel. They're saying, man, I got a little money I need to navigate out. But but back to the story... um, while me and this individual was having a conversation i felt like they felt like that i wasn't what i was in regards to now you, you know you it's you can't certain things you can't deny right i'm talking about in regards to the into intellectual ability to be able to do what it is that i do or have my own ideology or have my own way of looking at things and how I interpret life and the things that I digest and how I look at things. I just think that they kind of overlook that and they contribute a lot of that to things that I guess they do, right? So, basically, a motherfucker had told me, said, uh, when we was talking, said, uh, I think I heard that before. And I said, uh, because I was highly offended. I'm a creator, right? And this person have said these things couple of times and I just looked over them because again you gotta know how to fight your battles you know you gotta know which battles is worth fighting and sometimes people just don't have the foresight that you have so they don't have the ability to see things right so I told the individual I said and I just happened to be smoking on some of the greatest right so it really made me engage in the conversation in which otherwise I would have just let it roll because again I understand what it is I'm doing at a very high level, but when they said, I said, uh, I said, what do you mean? And they went reiterated that I think I heard that on Power or some shit. It was just some weird shit. I said, um, I said, do you not recognize what I do? Like, do you not understand that I've created a podcast? The first podcast in the city, in my city, in 2016. I'm sorry, 2018, right? I created something without any direction. On top of that, shout out Jay, shout out Daisha. You know, we, we started, a, when I started the podcast, I, I pulled them in. And then I changed, kind of changed the direction because of some business situations with Birdman and some things went left. And I found myself in a situation where I couldn't. Uh, I found myself in a situation where I couldn't manage everything that I had going on. But I had to tell the person, you name me another podcast in this culture where it's one person without interviewing somebody. You name me. I said, do, do you not realize that I don't have notes? Like, that's not me saying that. At some point, I'm going to start taking notes and new podcasters take notes. They make your ideas come out very smooth, right? But at this time, I don't have notes. I don't have time. I I just come in, boom, cut two, three cameras on. I sit here and I talk for two hours. Some people may downplay that and not understand what that really means and how advanced that your mindset got to be to be able to sit in front of a camera. Nobody's in here. Nobody's in my home. Nobody's giving me ideas. Nobody's alley me anything. Nobody's... See, a lot of the conversations and when you look at podcasts like a Joe Budden podcast or Brilliant Idiots, what 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 sends off the light bulb in their head is when they say something and someone pushes back and then they're able to get in there and, you know, start dancing. What I do is I set these cameras up and I just kind of ramble about things. You have to understand how important that is. You have to understand the level of understanding that I must have in order to do that. And not only do it from a standpoint of, oh, it's kind of okay. People engage with this. People sit down and say, that dude knows something. It ain't no way in the hell that boy don't know nothing. Listen to what he's saying, right? And so they blamed me being secretive or me being more so... Um, private right? Because I don't go around saying you know, Hey man don't you know I got three cameras up Nobody's in there and I'm just kind of talking That's my podcast It's not interview based Although I have interviews with A-list people And a lot of people coming It's not interview based I can sit there and talk about this culture And give game out without anyone around You understand me I grew up around old head niggas My uncle taught me the game. My other homie Dreds. My my nigga Boom Tink. Niggas I got game from put me in a situation to be able to understand the game and digest the game. And also some things are explained and some are experienced. I was lucky enough to be around people that explained things to me, but I was also lucky enough to experience things without those people input. Every one of the niggas that taught me some game, I tell you right to this day, they respect Loon because they all went to jail or they all had to vanish at some point and Loon had to figure out how to do it on his own. I went, on, I went out to the west side, got with one of them niggas, ran it up. You understand? I went out to the south side, got with one of them niggas, ran it up. I ran through cellar court with a, with a certain individual, ran it up. You know what I'm saying? So it's just situations of um, people try to downplay, you know, uh, what they don't understand. I said, uh, name another podcast that does it. And they went to the rambling names off. And I'm like, nobody you saying is sitting there alone. You know, the importance in understanding what a black man is doing, man. You understand me? I can do anything with my time. I'm having money. I'm having motion. I can literally go anywhere I want to go. I can wake up and do anything I want to do. But when I wake up and I got time, I say, let's do a show. Then loon, let's edit the show. Not only am I recording it, not only have I bought all the equipment, not only am I Mixing it I'm I'm recording video I'm recording audio I'm putting it out I'm doing the clips I'm doing the editing on the video side I'm doing post production to it All the stuff you see on the screen Like It's just important to point those things out You understand me And um If I didn't understand it And I think a lot of creators out there I want you to know man Like don't let people Who don't understand what it is you doing Put you in a situation To make you not understand What it is you doing You see what I'm saying Because um, It's always somebody that doesn't Have a dream or doesn't chase anything That really can't See what you doing You understand what I'm saying They really can't wrap their mind around Well what's so big about you sitting there by yourself And, and talking I say god damn You stupider than you look you don't understand that most motherfuckers got to have people around them pitching shit or at least saying yes or no to what they're saying to the further the conversation. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just, you know, wanted to point that out and give, give myself a few flowers, you know, um, because, I, again, I understand it. I understand it. But got a lot to get to today, man. I do, like I said, I want to thank y'all for watching another episode, man, of the fastest growing podcast in the world right now. Um, I am your active and attractive host, Looney Luciano, for another episode of his Up There podcast. Um, And y'all know exactly how we get on. You know, a lot of stuff is happening. Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris have been formally... Uh, passed the torch in regards to the presidential situation in America. And so now we have them there. Um, Trump has now been put out of the White House, um, you know, in regards to uh, his his presidential situation being over with and terminated. Um, On his last day, he gave out 150 pardons. Again... Couple things I want to talk about with that. Number one is, you know, as we would grow up, as we thought about pardons, at least the people who even care about that kind of shit, because a lot of niggas never heard of a pardon until they heard Kodak Black and Lil Wayne got one. I've always heard about pardons, I always understood what they were, really didn't understand their place in the ecosystem, thought they were way more exclusive thought they were way more high priority um to get right so um so you know just just when we thought about pardons we thought about it could only be a prime minister or you know see trump has I'm not sure it's intentional, but Trump has shed light on a few things about our government, about our system, about the uh process just that America adopted um number one the the campaigns and things being more- more so of a popularity contest than a tangible uh Tangible thing that has some sort of indication of what you really stand for or some sort of indication of what you really are about or what you will really do with the power that that you possess at being um, holding the highest office in the land. Um, I think we've now been able to get a glimpse into the inside uh, of how the the, uh, piece is made. Um, And one of those things being the pardons, like I said, I think, uh, number one, glad that Wayne and Kodak are in a situation now to be pardoned for some of the crimes that they did, because Kodak really didn't have none but a paperwork crime, and uh, Wayne, I called that six, eight weeks ago, so let's, let's talk about that for a minute, if you're a fan of the show, You go back about eight weeks to one of the podcasts, I said, listen, Lil Wayne is doing this because he's going to get a pardon from Trump. He got a federal case where he just was get caught with a gun. Nobody said that. So I was the first person to put that out. Of course, with me being a podcast that gets about ten or 15,000 downloads per episode, um, it's not as sought after, right? So... They not going, they, they they act like they didn't see me say that But I peeped that game Again that's what I'm here for I'm here to peep the game The shit that they ain't saying The shit that they showing You know The shit that they ain't saying But the shit that they showing You see what I'm saying And um, I said that I said man listen man Wayne is in a situation right now Facing 15 years and you see him plead guilty so quick with no fight. It was understanding now. And I called that long time ago. Kodak Black has a paperwork crime. And when they said, he, hey man, he says, was he a felony? He said no and ended up getting some guns. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? But again, drawing the attention back to what a pardon really is. Motherfuckers thought for you to get a pardon, man, it was one of the... Roughest things to get. And Trump come in with 150 of them. He let Harry O out. He let Kodak out. One thing that people were saying was he didn't let C. Murdoch out. He didn't let Larry Hoover out. I would imagine the red tape on somebody like Larry Hoover, is he could have done it. Because Trump is tend to go against those kind of things. And Kanye West did go speak to him about that. We all saw when Kanye was in that situation to speak to Trump about, man, you know, he's a political prisoner, this and that, but, um, he, he, you know, he didn't pardon motherfuckers with murders, not that I know of. See, that murder thing is, is a little different. You understand me? When you get a pardon with a murder, I think, uh... For the president to step in and let somebody out with a murder. I think they look at that just a tad bit different. Free C murder. Uh You know, free fucking C murder. Free Big meats. I think Big meats could have slicked out a par, and I don't think it was any murders uh, involved with that. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if anybody stepped up on, on Big meats behalf. Um, Not sure. But um congratulations to Kodak. Congratulations to to Wayne on getting those pardons, uh, we like to see that. Um, now, we do. We did see Joe Exotic. We seen Joe Exotic be in a situation to think he was getting a pardon because black people was getting a pardon. So he had already, you know what I mean, he had already, what well, my mama say, count his chickens before they hatch. Um, And I think a lot of that was the optics of him trying to put the press game down. You see, what I'm saying? You ever um you ever either been in a relationship with somebody and be like I'm finna go and then they start getting dressed. I'm no no, I'm finna go. What are you doing? They trying to put the pressure game down on you that they ready to go too without slick saying that you know what I'm saying? It's the mental, it's the it's the mental mind games he was playing and so Joe Exotic again with a murder Sitting there, he had a limo out there, he had makeup people out there He was out there in a situation to think he going home Yeah, you you wasn't going home, bro I think you jumped the gun way too early You understand me? You jumped the gun way too early, had your limo out there motherfuckers press releasing that you were expecting a pardon And you getting out That shit don't work, boy, you still trying to play tricks Boy, that stuff don't That don't stick no more. I keep telling people, man, that shit that used to work, that old ass 4 day laws of power game is over with. Y'all niggas better get some new game, man. That old 4 day laws of power game is done for, man. Everybody done read that. Everybody operating with that little information. That's over. You know, so that old, you know, trying to trick a motherfucker into doing it, that ain't gonna work. You know, and I knew that to begin with. Um, but then, shortly after Trump did not give him a pardon, then you see Joe Exotic come out and say, "Hey, I'm too gay uh, to get a pardon from President Trump." The idea to think that he would actually be fair is absurd. Knowledge. It's just it's it just a weird thing. Again, Jedi mind tricks. I'm gonna use this to try to leverage. Somebody feeling sorry for me It just won't happen man It just won't happen um, Speaking of feeling sorry for someone Me and my partner was uh, talking last night About relationships And just about As you get older right As you get older Depending on your life and lifestyle How Sometimes you you end up with someone who is not sexually compatible with you, um, and the reason we spoke about that is because one of our homeboys' girlfriend would actually write down when she gave him some head. So, January the eighteenth, I gave you some head. January the fourteenth, I gave you some head. January the twenty-fourth, I did it again. January, and I said, "Damn, man!" And just me trying to analyze what will make a motherfucker. Like, what would make a motherfucker write that kind of shit down? And I asked him, I said, bro, how many children she got? And he was like, she got five kids. So me and my homeboy was using the analogy like, damn, maybe maybe she's done had so much sex and and done, you know, gave so much fellatio that she's in a position now the way it comes off as work to her. You know what I'm saying? She kind of kinda used up where it's like you've been... See, and another thing is with these relationships and women, and if I had a daughter, I would tell her, you can't let these dudes offer you nothing and keep putting babies in you. I think that's a very valuable mistake. You can never, ever keep letting these dudes put baby after baby after baby in you, and they ain't committing to be your husband. They ain't doing anything to put you in a position to, to share that joy, that miracle, that or that see, because it can turn into a burden. They, they're really fucking your life up. Because now when you are 25 years old and you have five children, by the time you get 35, could you, could you imagine how tired you is? Could you imagine how much wear and tear you have on you? Cause I got children I have two kids And it wasn't a situation where The first time we had sex And I know that happens but the first time We had sex and I ejaculated In her that we had a child No we were constantly Having sex like that And it happened So how much sex do you You've been fucking fucking You got five children You've been fucking fucking and I'm not Whether that's good or bad Is for your interpretation But I'm saying You have been fucking fucking So now that you've now, now that you You're 10 years removed From your last child Now for you to Give fellatio And to have sex And to put on lingerie And to get yourself together to, It's a burden on you You feel like it's too much Man damn man He wanted it again And I just done it yesterday I told him I said listen homie One of the worst things you can do is put yourself in a situation where you committed to the wrong person. And I say that to say, I I looked at the Tiger Woods situation, the Tiger Woods documentary on how he kind of cheated on his wife, and he felt like, hey, man, I get praise from everywhere but inside of my home. You know, inside of my home, everything I say is pushback. Everything I do, they look at it a certain way. But every time I step outside of my home, it's love, people coming up to me appreciating what I've done, appreciating what I've stood for. I think that's a recipe for somebody to be, become cheated on. You understand what I'm saying? Whether that's a man or a woman. If you're in a situation where everything you say inside your home gets pushed back and everything you do it goes unnoticed, it's only a certain amount of time before you run into somebody and, and they put you in a situation to feel welcomed, appreciated, um, and give you some flowers while you're here. You understand me? And so um, with Tiger Woods, man, I just think the first, the, the really only mistake he made because I think had he been with someone that that done the things that he wanted them to do, And been the kind of individual that he wanted him to be that he wouldn't have been cheating at that very high level. A lot of women don't understand cheating. You know, some niggas just got a problem and they just cheat. But a lot of niggas cheating because you lacking of something and they can't really talk to you about it. You see what I'm saying? You not giving me something that I'm requiring. But I can't holler at you about it because you feel like I'm attacking you every time I say something. You understand me? So... Tiger Woods was in my opinion he, he 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 locked in with the wrong person. Clearly he likes words of av- 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 clearly he likes to be told that he's this or that or he he likes to talk it. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's when when you fucking, you know, you can be fucking somebody and you like for them to talk back to you or talk to you while they get out. So you should not be in a position where you marry somebody who don't like to do that. Because my thing is this, and I'm knowing this as I'm getting older. If you get in a situation where the kind of woman you want, you want a woman that cook, the woman that clean, a woman that's a girly girl, right? That that you know care about her hair and her nails and smell good and. You can't expect just cause she got a man that, that activates those things. When you meet that girl, she needs to be you need to just kinda be watching. You know, you drop by on a Sunday morning, it's it's ten thirty cause you you know, you may have called I'm in the area. I'ma come holler at you for a second. You get to her house, it's clean. She cooking. She got a little music going. She down there enjoying herself. Got a Whatever you know what I'm saying Without you being there Now this ain't you You engaging this This is who she is Prior to you even entering into her life A lot of times Men get it messed up where we think man well, when she get a good nigga All this shit gonna activate And a lot of times It's just not that And so um, again with Tiger Woods I just think he locked in with the wrong person And sometimes that's the most detrimental Thing that you can do you know um the lady was lacking shit that he required as a man for whatever reason and he ended up marrying her so when he meet these other girls and they say hey man I want to go check on him and I want to tell him that he's great and he would literally have his wife down at the thing and at the masters and then go over to the hotel with the side piece cuz she probably eating him up telling him you the best thing in the world baby you just killed it last night whole time his wife ain't even acknowledged that he just played in his 16th master and won it you see what i'm saying so um you know i just think that that i just think that it's important to grow with your dude now you can be in a situation where you even try to engage with a person and Just say like having sex. Say you having sex and you is a talker. You like for for a woman to talk back to you, and you y'all first start having sex right at the beginning. You might be telling her, you know, you might be saying little shit. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Throw that shit back. What's up? Come here. Come here. Yeah, you know, you may be talking to her, but if she's growing with you as an individual and as a woman. Two years into that relationship She understands this is what you want, So she's doing it without you saying it If you three and four years in With a person and you still saying Hey baby You know while we doing this You got to say something back I know it feel good And you can't really say nothing But give me a moan or give me a groan Or something You understand Because me I don't know of anybody that has quiet sex Quiet as you can be right I don't live in a little bit of house Where it's like everybody can hear you Or this or that But I'm saying When I have sex it's up You know what I'm saying And so you you gotta be in a situation Where that person is growing with you Even with the man Like if you notice that Oh shit when I do this man she squirt Okay She shouldn't have to keep telling you that she shouldn't have to request to you three and a half years in. Hey, you know that little thing you be doing? Stick your thumb in my butt and hit me from the back. That get me every time. You post already knowing. Man, every time I do that, man, she busts. And I just think it's important to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's important to grow with your person and 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 lock in with somebody that's compatible with you, man. Oftentimes we find ourselves Fucking with these people that we shouldn't be fucking with for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? So y'all just choose wisely on what you got going and who you fucking with. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna tell you something else I've been watching, and and I think it's very interesting. Um, again, me just watching the landscape of the game and the landscape of um the culture, our culture, and podcasting as a whole, and entertainment as a whole, I see the white boys, you know. Um, I'm fan of some of the Tom Seguras and the Bert Kreishners and the Joe Rogans and the Theo Vaughns and the Joey Diaz's, as well as on the black side, your Joe Buttons, your Willie, I mean, your Gilly the Kids, your Noriegas, uh, your Charlemagne's, you know what I'm saying, Uh, Your Fat Joe's doing his thing Uh, in regards to the media place, academics. All all these people doing their thing. Um, And I'm also on Clubhouse. And um, what I find interesting is the black niggas, um, the black dudes do Clubhouse. And the white dudes do pay-per-view Streaming things right Streaming events So the black dudes do clubhouse And the white dudes do pay per view streaming events And this isn't a shot This is an observation of the real right Of the real niggas This is me paying attention to what's going on So cause on clubhouse I kinda fly low You know I made my debut the other day And went to talking and motherfucker said Man you sound like Pimp C man I'm following bro, bro on that shit bro Bro cool to hell bro you I mean it seems that whenever I open my mouth, people tend to gravitate to me. You know, they tend to say, man, dude, know something. And he sound like one of the coolest niggas on this side of the world. Sound like one of the coolest niggas on this side of a heartbeat. You understand me? So I got a lot of love on there, right? And I understand that that gets addictive to people, for but not me because... Although I do and will speak on Clubhouse I understand that I'm in a position to make make money off this shit And also build something that I own um, I see a lot of people Master P just came out because Clubhouse is worth a building. And I'm rambling so I'm going to hit all of those points uh, That I spoke about but let's start here Master P recently just came out and said that Clubhouse is now worth a billion. We have to be in a situation to own these apps because if we continue to make these people billionaires. Now, Clubhouse took a very interesting approach to this thing. So, yeah, so Clubhouse took a very interesting approach to this thing. um, And that approach was trickery. Number one, the app had a white person as the icon and it turned to a black person. That's number one of understanding who is contributing the most uh, um, value to the platform. And the the reason is, is like I said, black dudes do Clubhouse, white dudes do pay-per-view streaming uh, events. You're not going to see Joe Rogan on Clubhouse and Thompson. You're not going to see high priority white boys run to an app like that and give this content out for free. You see some of our biggest stars, Kevin Hartz. You understand me? You see some of our biggest guys on that doing that. We don't do the the, the the white boys. They gonna rather, and I'll get to how where that observation came from. But anyway, let's get to the billion dollar thing. So, um, again, their approach and the way that they marketed was, "Hey, this is for celebrities." And the invite-only thing made it feel like it's, it's exclusive. And you got one invite, man. And Man, this is a hell of a thing to be a part of. Right? That's the that's, That was one of the very um, interesting marketing tactics is to get the celebrities there first. Because you couldn't have done it the other way around. If it was a bunch of motherfuckers on there and then you put the celebrities there, I'm not sure that it would have integrated the way that it did. Right. But when you get the celebrities there and then people are on the outside of it and you're getting free promotion because people say, man, they we talked about this on Clubhouse. You're like, damn, how do I get in there? Man, how do I get in there? I got a chance to get on there and talk with Meek Mill or Joe Budden or man or Rush to find nine or one of these people, man. This is a hell of a thing. They were able to position the platform like it was a celebrity based platform. And then they started to gradually let other people in. Gradually let other people in. So now now again, the same way with other people, um, capitalizing on your dreams to talk to one of your biggest stars or one of the people that you're a fan of, they just did the same thing. You get in there and sometimes you're able to talk to these people and now it changed to we're networking and this and that. Listen, had they not tricked those celebrities to get on there first, like, it's really just all of us. You know, hey, Meek and Joe Budden can have a conversation with 21 Savage. You know, before it got to a point where it was over 500 people in a room and shit, when it was 100,000 people on the platform and shit like that, it was a different platform. But they were able to get the celebrities to buy in. And their cachet just brought the rest of the people for nothing, for free. But let me let me also reiterate the point where I said, white boys, so we've now turned this to a thing, right, where let's say something is on. Let's say we're watching a fight, Tyson and Roy Jones. You get on Clubhouse and there's a room with celebrities in it. Tyson vs. Roy Jones watch party And they're in there And it's a thousand black people in here Right? On the other side of the coin You got the white people And I'll do a better example Like New Year's Eve You got Fifteen hundred black people on Clubhouse on New Year's Eve with your Joe Buttons and your Happy New Years and this and that, right? On the other side of that coin, you got the white people like Tom Segura and Burt Kreisner. They're they're on this side of it with a streaming platform that they've got with somebody and did a pay per view thing to where. So many people get in there. it crashes, and each person is paying fifteen dollars to kick it with them on New Year's. They think they kicking it with them just because these cameras are here. They're able to hear their voice. Nigga may pull a chat out and answer to some of your chats. Y'all yeah, paid, so I, you know. But we gotta start capitalizing off of our cash sheet, cachet. We gotta start capitalizing off what we're doing, off what we're we are, you know. Um. One of the worst things we can do is continue to, especially when we won't even, just think about this. You got our celebrities like Meek, Joe, you see Charlemagne ain't there. You see it's certain people that's not there because they understand that I can't sit around and do that for nothing because what that does is, now it works both ways. On on a certain level, you get to touch the people. I know some people going to say, well, what's wrong with touching the people and Actually, getting in there and fucking—it's more about our culture having structure. The same way I'm critical of us not having some sort of draft picks for rap, or some sort of every year we're able to choose the newest young people or the, or the best people out of each region to put them in a position to go and get a contract with MMG or, uh, or QC or you know uh, or whatever record labels that we have going on. We need more structure. We need to structure this thing. Not saying let's not talk to our people, because I want to talk to my people. But we are using other people's apps, and then we're and then listen. Let me tell you some uh, some else. Clubhouse can stop the YouTube thing, but they know that's free promotion. You know how I many people say, "Oh, academics got, uh, uh bullied or talked funky to." On Clubhouse and they seen it on YouTube. Man, I got to get in there. Listen, they can enable a feature right now to when you start recording, it cuts off. They can do that. But they won't do that because they're in a situation to understand. It's like when you go home with the big bag from the restaurant. That's free promotion in your refrigerator. That's why they start doing takeout. It's because you going home with the J. Alexander bag... Putting it in your refrigerator or whoever comes to your house. They see that bag with jailers. They understand what the a fool can. It's promotion. It's marketing that they're not paying for. I bet you they've tallied up and said, man, we're getting 18 million views a month just off of Clubhouse clips that we don't even pay for. Some of the biggest people like me and other motherfuckers, they're talking about this shit for no money. But then you see Bird Kreischen and Tom Segura. They go, they go do their online situation on New Year's Day the way it crashes, and it may, it may, may not even be that many people. Maybe five, eight thousand people. But you do the math on fifteen dollars times eight thousand, just to kick it with us on New Year's. We just set these cameras up, y'all. Kick it with us on New Year's. You see what I'm saying? Rap. And because for us to be the biggest, most influential thing that this world has ever seen, we got to have some more structure. You got people like me that's talking giving game out, that 100% should have some sort of sponsorship or deal or revote or some shit, but there's no way to funnel out through the bullshit. Could you imagine NBA not having no structure with the colleges and the high school? You see how structured that is? They send a scout when you in high school to get you into college. Depending on what college you at, it automatically means you will be sought by an NFL scout, NBA scout. You understand? Rap should be the same way. Um, on your highest level, you got QC, but they need a a company that they working with. That man, if you get the attention of Authentic Empire, now we kind of paying attention to you. Now Authentic Empire need to not have a um A cash grab type of vibe About them It needs to be about The actual music About the actual artists About the actually What's going on And then I think the Empire Can reach out And have a dude in Nashville One in Atlanta One in Mississippi In Alabama Not necessarily That they Signing But that they My connection there and not some street nigga that don't like this nigga because his nigga killed children. Like it gotta be more structured, man. You understand me? It gotta be a label. Like if 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 I see you next to this nigga, it's damn near like going to Duke. You understand me? In the rap game, we understand that. Oh, he gotta be worth something. They done examined him over there. You know, he done had a physical. We know we can pull out something and see his injuries, how many songs, what his views is, what this is, what is he missing, what does he have, what's his strengths, what's his weaknesses. It's the same way with all of this shit. We got to put ourselves in a position to be able to capitalize on what it is we are and how, how we navigate through these very, very high waters, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, again... When I sit back and look at the landscape, we just all over the place. You think you gonna see Diddy on Clubhouse? You think you'll see Jay Z get on Clubhouse? You think you gonna see who? Who? Who you think you? Some of these people that understand what I'm saying, you're not gonna see them get on Clubhouse and ramble just for nothing. You understand me? It just... and not saying nothing's wrong with it. I want to be clear. I just... I just. When some of these events go on, like if if my celebrity was up and it's gonna get up, when a versus comes on, I'm I'm hosting a watch party. Two, three dollars to get in. But you we talking back and forth. We might start a, a clubhouse esque room where my voice is here while we're watching, but you you know we gotta build some fucking money to be able to play the game with these ticket people. You know some of y'all dudes just on there rapping and talking and rapping and talking, and y'all ain't gonna get nowhere with it. Y'all built up a platform and that's worth a billion dollars when you hold no stock in it, and if you do hold a few stock, it ain't even enough to be doing what you're doing, spending your new years on there, doing a watch party for the verses. Doing watch parties for this and that. Y'all got to be more critical of how y'all move. Rap, we need structure. Podcasting, we need structure for our culture. Them white boys got it. Every few minutes, they reading ads. Every few minutes, they get a new sponsor. They transitioning and tra- their their audience is translating to come and paying on New Year's Eve to sit there and just kick it with them. But us as blacks, we gotta figure that out. We gotta figure that out. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. I've also seen lately with Wendy Williams and her brother kind of going at it, and it made me think. It made me think. Like, do you spare? Do you spare your family? Like, if your family is is violating you online. If they're saying things that you would not, that you wouldn't want to be said in front of a bunch of people that you don't, that don't know you, right? Uh, do you spare them? Because, again, Wendell Williams' brother came and said, you didn't go to mama funeral or whatever, and I'm not calling you for you. I'm calling for my dad and this and that. And Wendell Williams responded, man, I expose you. And he kind of got slippery. And, you know, to advance that conversation, I'm like, man, I wonder how much do you take before you be like, you know what, that's enough. Family or no family. Like, for me, I cut you off. I'll cut you off. The only people I won't cut off is my mother and my uncle. Anybody else can get cut off about something that they do. You know what I'm saying? Um, To see people... You know, kind of go through that it makes me it makes me sit back with disgust because y'all supposed to be family, y'all supposed to be close, you know what i'm saying and and my thing is what do you get from coming out online about it? you know other than hurting a celebrity or someone you know hurting the hurting the uh equity that they have with their fans. I kind of just don't understand it, you know. And y'all can tell me what y'all think about it, man. Um, I've been slandered on the internet. I was one of the first one to be in a relationship or a situation that I no longer wanted to be in. And that turned into slander. That turned into me uh, being called things that I wouldn't enjoy being called. And being approached with things that I wouldn't ever be approached with. From someone outside of a woman You know what I'm saying And um It was almost like That they was trying to tear down something That they didn't help build And by the internet being so new I kind of went back and forth and, And didn't understand what to do Um now I'm at a point where I understand That I gotta let you just talk You know what I mean I gotta just let you talk Because when I respond to it Now we gotta fight Now we got oohs and ahs. Now he said this, she said this, he said this, and it gets exhausting, you know. Um, Sometimes you grab your phone and you say, who the, damn, It's you know, 2,000 motherfucking people on this hole. Somebody must have done said something, you know what I'm saying, you really don't never know what the fuck is going on. Um. But I just wanted to know if people spat their family on the internet If your family say something that you don't like Or they call themselves exposing you You know what I mean um, How do you go about getting around that You know again I've seen it both ways I've seen the ignore tactic And I've also seen the engage tactic That's my sister but fuck that The bitch got me fucked up This and that you know I've seen both ways I've seen both ways I saw um let's talk about the verses. You know, let's talk about the last verses we just had Keisha Cole and Ashanti, uh black queens, both black queens doing a um versus battle. Um although it broke records and they said that it broke a lot of records in regards to how many people watched it, I didn't really enjoy it. You know, I really didn't I didn't like it. You know, a um, couple of things I didn't really, you know, I, I watched it. I watched it. It's, it's for the culture. So I'm always tuned into to it. But I think, number one, with Keisha on her biggest song, one of her biggest records anyway, the, the Love or whatever song that it's called, she let OT come out and do that. That was, I didn't, I didn't think that was a, a visually pleasing I understand the relationship you two have. I understand that uh, OT a real nigga. And uh, y'all had got into it at some point. And y'all bridged the gap. But I think it could have been a different way to go about that. My biggest record. Like, nah, man. And um, Switch Beast was speaking about respecting the platform. And I think he was talking about shit like that. This ain't a joke or a game. Like, this is a billion dollar thing potentially if we can you know respect it for what it is you know what i'm saying he was saying that of course she was late you know what i'm saying um and 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 another thing that was speaking about was she kept getting up every time ashanta was playing a song she'd get up and leave you know i think that hey man you got an hour or two man let's 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 dedicate that hour or two to this you know what i'm saying let's do the right thing in regards to the platform, let's sit right here and engage with the artists and, you know, whatever the situation may be. Let's not keep getting up and leaving every time her music is playing. Like, I just didn't think, I think that was kind of tasteless. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people on the other side, that don't think that. I'm just telling you what I think. You know what I mean? And tone police can't do nothing to me. I, I don't subscribe to that. You know what I'm saying? But you got to respect that Versus platform. You got to be in a position to understand, hey, man, this Versus thing is a real thing. You know, our streams are going up. We're sponsored here. We got all this shit going on. And this is actually for us. You know, would you get up? Would you go on Jimmy Kimball? And every time he talked, would you get up and walk off and go in the back or whatever? I just don't think they'll do the white people like that. So fuck with us like 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 you fuck with them, and that's again my my point about the clubhouse thing or the like. Let's get some structure with this game. Let's get some more structure with this game. You know, um, and I think Diddy is trying to centralize the audience, you know, or centralize the culture. You know what I mean? I think Diddy is trying to do that, um, to keep to to kind of put it all in one place to where man. Because that's some billion, billions of dollars worth of shit. If we can just get our foot in the door, you know, and have some real structure with this shit. Instead of being all over the place. But, um, Ke- shout out to Keisha Cole and Ashanti. Um, a lot of records I like. Some of them I didn't know. Keisha didn't play a lot of records that I thought she should have played. Ashanti played everything that I would think she would play, um... But I just, I didn't like the, the, the OT thing Even though it ain't my situation, my business But I didn't like that One of your biggest songs He came out and fucked that round up to me It's just how I looked at it You know what I mean? So, um That's my outlook on it Oh, and verses, Like, I think it's a lot more motherfucking what, what what about Jermaine Dupree in the verses? Who can fuck with him when he gonna pull up Usher shit, Mirage shit? Like Jermaine Dupree got a catalog, man. You see what I'm saying? Um, I think that they can put some of them type of people, but I think what they're doing is they're kind of going for the face of those songs versus the people that was behind them. You know, um, maybe they transition into that, I'm not sure, man, but it's just... It's just dope it's just it's a dope thing dope to see that they're part of the super Bowl or pro Bowl. I wonder how they're gonna integrate with that but we'll see in the in the months to come um mandy mandy is is in a unique position she's all she's almost like a she's almost like uh the child that. The child, so, so, like, say you got a baby dad or a baby mama and a child with someone, and she's kind of in the middle of the Joe Button and Charlemagne competition. And, um, because if you think that ain't a real thing, it's a real thing. That's why you didn't see him do the year end wrap up, which the Joe Button year end wrap up was not good. Him and Charlemagne does a great year end wrap up. Um, but you can't have your people taking shots at him and then think he going to keep on fucking with y'all. And then you come out, I think the last straw was when Joe came out and did that whole Spotify thing. You don't understand because you're a worker and this and that. Uh, I think they killed the relationship. Now, they can remain cold, but I think it killed the relationship. Um, so let's speak about Joe Budden now launching a new girl's. Podcast girl, I guess. So he has. See, the thing is, now he has girl, I guess. I'm wondering what he doing, because Joe has always been the guy that, even when he talks about football, like I remember him, I think speaking about maybe Dak Prescott or someone, and then they drafted a quarterback. He was like, "Oh man, I would be uncomfortable with that." So what about the podcast space where you got some girls who had a podcast with you for about three or four months and you grab another girl podcast? But you won't grab a guy podcast because you know that will step on what you got going on. You know what I'm saying? Now, by you being the boss of the company, you do what you want. But I think it's clear that either see the thing is isn't giving you the results that you're looking for. It isn't giving you the the camaraderie that you're needing, or something is missing there. Hence, why you went and got a whole another girl podcast. Um, now I'm gonna be honest, girl. I guess I watched the first episode. I, I feel like I liked that better than the other podcast. With uh, I I feel like I liked that better than see the thing is, and this is what you do by default by signing them. You pit them again. Now people are comparing them. Which one is better? Which one is this is what you do it wasn't enough time for enough time didn't go by for it to just feel like a a genuine uh a genuine situation it kind of felt like you were saying hey i didn't get what i thought i was gonna get off this one so i want to fuck with this one um now speaking about mandy you know, she she made a conversation Because the girls on on See the Thing is Said, hey man, we feel blindsided By that And they wanted to talk to Joe Button about it um, And Mandy said something there That she hadn't spoke to Charlemagne In about five months And then Charlemagne instantly brought on Brilliant idiots And it turned into a very dope episode Because they Not because they talked about Joe But they just talked about podcasting And that's one thing I can give shows Is he's He's paying attention to that space, um, so they kind of just talked about podcasting CPMS. You know uh, that YouTube is your biggest marketer. You know uh, these video clips are a thing that drives people to the ultimate audio and um, everything that they said. They gave some really, really, really good game out, man, and I, and I can appreciate that. So. The same way I'm critical of people not giving information when they do have those type conversations, I got to do the same thing and say, "Man, great conversation! We appreciate you. Uh, you gave us some very good insight. We needed that, you know." Um, and it's just funny to see Mandy in the middle of that, like you like the child, you like the child. They gotta, you you know, you you got a you got a baby by Joe Button and by. Charlemagne, so you're gonna reap certain benefits because of their competition with each other um and you do pretty good at towing the line you know so shout out to y'all shout out to all, every one of y'all you know hip-hop just gotta understand our place our place in the ecosystem and how much we bring to it how much we um uh, How much further we can go if we just had some sort of structure man You know um, And I'm going to play my position and play my role You know in regards to Trying to make sure that that comes true In regards to the structure part of this thing Um, And again if you're listening to me man I appreciate it If you're a part of the family I appreciate it Um, It ain't nothing that I won't do to make sure this go to the next level You know, it ain't nothing that I won't do to make sure that this right here stays in a place where it's lucrative for me and my family and the people that's involved. You know, like I said, I've been on Clubhouse. I didn't ever say nothing. I'm just in those rooms listening, just paying attention to what's going on. And I happened to be brought on stage about uh, the other day, just about a dumb conversation about if you fly a girl out, what do you expect from her and all of that a lot of dudes was in there caping for the pool, nanny. You know, they was in there saying, well, if I fly a girl out, I'm not expecting nothing. I don't want nothing. And, you know, um, flying somebody out is a hell of a thing. You know, if I'm out on the West Coast for six weeks, these folk got me out here, man. And I fly you to the mansion that they got me in, and you're going to be in the same house as me. We got to have some kind of understanding. You had niggas even... You had women and dudes in there even saying, if you want to sleep in another room, that's fine. Man, I'm having 250 in jewelry, man. How in the fuck I'm going to let you sleep in another room and call you a motherfucker over here about, he in there now, sleep, come on in. Unlocking doors or opening windows or doing some of that weird old shit like I'm having too much valuable shit just to move that freely. You know, um... And I heard Jay Prince and 21 Savage kind of get into a little back and forth about trusting people and all that. You can't trust motherfuckers, man. If you've been outside, man, and you've been like me that had to bury your loved ones based on them trusting motherfuckers and put your people in a situation to to not be able to motherfucking see one of their family members because of that, man, you done went crazy. You know what I'm saying, and it's so many people that 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 kind of can't understand that lifestyle or understand that way of thinking. You know what I mean, and that's where you lose me at because in no way, shape, or form can I be close enough to you where you can harm me. But then you still is I'm still treating you like a complete stranger. Now, if we want to see if you want to catch a vibe with me, I'll fly out to you. And we'll go to a hotel. But if I fly you out to a a space where I'm stationary, you understand me? And you're coming now. It was another thing about as soon as you get off the airplane, damn! I don't want no dude trying to get no pussy from me as soon as I get. Who doing that? What kind of nigga that thirsty? as soon as you get off the plane? Come on, go on, get naked. Man, it ain't that type of thing. And you may not get fucked. But fucking need to be in the atmosphere. We need to understand that I ain't violating you or trying to, you know, get in between. Uh, 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 yo, yo. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable. You understand me? But if it happens and we end up having sex, then it shouldn't be a problem. And when I do have the leisure to chill, I do want something pretty and thick around me. And you know what I'm saying? The hell you wanna sleep in another room You might well stay where you at And I'll get with you when I got that kind of time Just to play or just to You understand me Get a hotel room or something Like I'm out here on business I fly you out here To be next to me while I'm handling business How in the hell is you gonna be And one nigga told me Said if I understand that she's good for the soul Then uh You know I said I said bro What are you on here saying? Help me understand what you're saying. What do good for the soul mean? Where if she's just good for your well-being, how the fuck you gonna get that over a phone conversation? Man, you can't figure that out until y'all get around each other. All this cap going on on the internet, you gonna try to make me believe that you can understand whether a motherfucker is good for you because of a FaceTime or a phone conversation? And I noticed then a lot of them dudes wasn't having no motion. They wasn't really having nothing going on. You know what I'm saying? So they live a totally different life. That's why I always tell y'all rappers and shit, they be faking. They can run right into a trap because they ain't smart enough to understand what's coming. They ain't got no type of real game. No type of real knowledge about shit. You understand me? So it's a fucked up thing. But, um... Again, man, I appreciate everybody looking at this, man, and and listening to the the sound of my voice. This is your active and attractive host, man, for another episode of It's Up There podcast. I'll see y'all next week. 2021 going to be very eventful. Y'all got to buckle up because it's coming. I appreciate everybody that fuck with me, man. Thank you, and thanks for watching another episode.